What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. It was Star Wars week this week, so I'm repping the shirts. Lyndon, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. I watched a lot of Lucasfilm content this week, but not... Well, I did watch some Star Wars, but not any of the Star Wars movies. I've been watching another Lucasfilm property, Indiana Jones, and I'm digging it, man. I I dug the first two ones. First one, I think, is better than the second one, but, you know, I'm I'm probably going to watch the third one after we record. Not too many people disagree with you there, but I've actually... I didn't watch any movies this week. It's more so been... The Mandalorian documentary, The Mandalorian, How has that been? Rebels, Clone Wars. Well, I only watched the first episode of the documentary, and it's about the, each director, and you get their takes and perspectives on getting getting on the project and all working together. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Like the next episode is all about the creativity of Lucasfilm and all that, but it's pretty much like a director roundtable. The whole yeah. time, so that's kind of really interesting because you get to hear from Rick Viamua and Deborah Chow and Bryce Dallas Howard, Bavra Filoni, and Taika Waititi. So, okay, cool, cool. Well, shit, yeah, that sounds dope. I'll probably check that out. But yeah, man, Indiana yeah. Jones tight. They need to bring it back though. Not yeah, with Shia just LaBeouf. Different, no, different people. I got a pitch, man. Bring them back with Henry Golding as an older short round. But we just don't call him short round in the movie because that's a little racy. We'll give him we'll, we'll give him his actual name and we'll let him take up Dr. Jones's mantle. I think like that would be a 60s movie or something. Yeah. Cause it was in it was in 1935 or 39. There were Nazis, so yeah, it was in the third. Well, the first one was in like 33. The second one was okay. in like 35 or 39. Okay, well, so yeah, so even be like the 50s. I don't know. Yeah, you can maybe bring in the 50s or the 60s and then do something cool with it. If it's close to the yeah. Vietnam War, then I think that could be a very compelling story to tell. But, yeah, man, what else you been watching? I got some stuff we'll talk about solar opposites later in the well, show. Well, speaking of Henry Golding, I saw Crazy Rich Asians for the first time. Oh, how was it? Did you like it? Oh, I like Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, it was good. That's what's up. That's what's up. I gotta. Um, I don't know if I'll watch that in the meantime, but I'll, I, might, I might, you know. I also, well, TV-wise, what have I been watching? trying to think man I don't feel man, like there's just so much anything. stuff on right now it's crazy like it's just like too much to watch me and my girlfriend took a break from one tree hill didn't watch it this week i'll probably watch that this upcoming week damn i don't even know what i've been watching that's cr- not I mean, i've a been bunch watching i mean i've been watching the same old reality stuff that comes on on the week to week i'm watching survivor season 40 or whatever it is i heard it's it hasn't crazy. been good you like it no nah, dude it's been wild I heard it's just like a bunch of schemes. Yeah. Schemes on schemes on schemes. Yeah, but I mean, like, some of, like, the craziest things happen at the end in the tribal council meetings. It's just, like, you don't even expect it to happen. Real, real. I thought I thought of something cool we could talk about in honor of the day we're recording. I can pitch it to you at the end, or I can pitch it to you now. All right, go for it. The top moms in film. The best moms in film. And I, and this is like real just oh, spur of the moment. Yeah, we'll do this later in the show. I'll get you, I'll get you at the end. Maybe you can think of some while we're going. Cause I got I got a couple of good moms. I got a couple of bad moms too in television history. All right. And, and in film, I got some bad moms. So I'll be ready to go by the end. But yeah, man, it's got some cool Star Wars news. We gotta talk last dance, seven and eight. This one 
honestly was more time put together than the other ones. Like they would let you know when they were going back and past. Unlike other episodes, I, I like this one. We'll get to talking about that. And then we got some news. Short episode this week, but good one nonetheless. Judy. Whenever you're ready, brother, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm excited for some of this news. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So first off. Star Wars news, Taika Waititi is going to direct a new Star Wars movie with, uh, and will be co-writing with 1917 scribe Christy Wilson Carnes. So that's a big announcement. Don't know what that's going to be yet. Of course, it's not anything to do with the nine Skywalker saga. Is this going to be the first of um, a set of movies? You know, because we've heard, we've heard, you know, about the other directors ryan johnson still we haven't heard what's firmly happened with that people assume that this could be like the kevin feige attached movie but taika Waititi, it's big news yeah and this is something that when i when i saw the news happen i texted you and i was like shoot me man didn't we know about this like a couple months ago um i think that it was highly rumored but Mm. you know finally confirmed i finally confirmed like i i'm just interested to to know what the whole plan is with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Because he seems like a pretty busy guy right now. And look, so like, I, I don't see it coming. For a while? Yeah, I think this might come 2025, around that time. Maybe 2026. Because I think Feige's movie is going to come first. But is this Feige's movie? That's something we don't know. Because Feige was looking at Marvel people to work on his movie. He needs a director. This could be the Feige movie, but we just don't know quite, quite yet. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just assuming that because of the connection. but We shall definitely. see. Definitely interesting. But another director news for Star Wars, Robert Rodriguez is going to direct a season two episode of The Mandalorian, as well as Carl Weathers and Ant-Man director Peyton Reed. And Filoni will only direct one episode of the eight. I wonder if Robert Rodriguez's episode is super westerny, like super, super westerny. That might be the Boba Gotta Fett. Be. That might be the Boba Fett uh, Mandalorian showdown. Jarred yeah, in. And- Going ahead with the next bit of news too, the Mandalorian cast Tamara Morrison um, in the ne- in the next season of the Mandalorian series. Presum- presu- presuming it could be Boba Fett, uh, it could also be Rex because we know Ahsoka is going to be in it, and Rex also does look like Boba and Jango Fett. True. And then they could gray him up to do uh, Rex, and then give him some like de aging shit. For Boba, that'd be dope, man. Good for uh, tomorrow, Morrison, man. Glad to see him back in the back in the Mandalorian armor, even though yeah, he's not a real Mandalorian. I mean, this does go back to the Mandalorian episode where uh, oh, with Jake Conaval. We have a Jake Conaval where you think that there's <laughs> possibly someone coming uh, coming to the rescue of Ming Ming Ne. Was it Ming Wa? I think it's Ming Ne Wa. Yes, Ming Ne Wa. Sorry for and, um, your name. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, he would be on Tatooine if he survived the Sarlacc pit, so... Yeah, true. Look, man, this is something that people who read Legends is kind of itching for, because I had someone tweet at me. It was like, so is all is what's canon now? He saw the Boba Fett news, and I was like, well, they're bringing in some new some stuff from Legends, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the one thing that I've seen that I really don't like is that people have been like, oh, well, now Filoni is doing too much with... You have the tie-ins for this Mandalorian series. And my pushback on that would be that 
just because we're, we're saying that Rosario Dawson is going to come play Ahsoka or Tamar Morrison is going to come play Boba Fett doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen for eight episodes. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be like a couple. And you liked Mandalorian season one. Why not give this a chance? Oh, no. I mean, people are definitely going to give it a chance, but they're saying like they're worried that they're going to be doing too much to Canon. the actual, well, the, to the actual like story group. Like a lot of people thought that in Rebels, when you added some of the the other major players, it kind of took away from what was the group story. But, you know, I'm saying that's what some people think, but those are people are fools. Yeah, they're clowning. Although I will say I do like this cast of characters more than the Rebels cast. And I think where the Rebels cast needed that boost, I don't necessarily know if this cast needs that boost, but it makes sense in terms of, he has a Jedi with him. Like, he has to do something about that. Well, I feel like Ahsoka makes sense to be somebody who could be a series regular, and mainly because, like you said, there's got to be some kind of Jedi element. We're not going to be able to use Luke Skywalker. Somebody's got to figure out this whole thing with Yoda. If they were or using Luke, Yoda. I'd be like, yeah, he's doing too much. But, like, Ahsoka, Ahsoka works perfectly fine. Like, Ahsoka's serving a purpose here, and, you know, same with Tamara Morrison, like, if we're doing a thing about the Mandalorian, like it's only fair that we could see possibly Rex, possibly Boba Fett. True, true, true. Yeah, no, I'm I'm down with all this, man. I don't know, I don't know what yeah. the haters are talking about. But next up, we got Spike Fleet, Spike Lee's new film, The Five Bloods, will they be on Netflix next month? The director announced Twitter on Thursday. The movie starring Chadwick Boseman, Jonathan Majors, and Paul Walter Hauser. That dude looks just like my friend Hunter Grappel. I say that every time I she say that dude's name. He's but on Reno nine one one on Queeby. Oh, is he? Is he really? Well, well. So the movie's gonna launch on June twelfth. Uh, Lee co-wrote the film with Danny Billson, Paul DeMio, and Kevin Wilmot. It follows four African American war veterans returning to Vietnam to search for their dead squad leader's body and the promise of buried treasure. Ooh, I wonder if this is gonna give me Indiana Jones vibes. Yeah, first, like when I was reading this, I was, um, it's like four African American war veterans returning from Vietnam to search for their dead squad leader's body, and I was like, ah. And then I saw and the promise of buried treasure, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I don't know how this is gonna be, man. This is very different for Spike Lee. This isn't really up his alley per se. So I'm interested to see how it goes. Spike Lee doesn't really do action adventure. Spike Lee does a lot of drama films. Like the last action film I think he did was the was the heist one. Well, I don't really know if it's gonna be action. I think it's gonna be a lot of drama. Okay, but, but what, like- what, what the adventure part of it though? Spike Lee doesn't do adventure films. I don't think there's going to be much of an adventure. I think it's going to be searching for the dead leader, squad leader's body and the promise of treasure. And then there's going to be like people being like, oh, like, I can't believe this is like the time in Vietnam when you almost let me die on that mine, like stuff like that. Damn. So you think it's going to be more serious? I was kind of hoping it was going to be like action adventure. Damn, you just got all my, my hopes turned down. Because I was about to say, Spike Lee's like last real action film was Inside Man in 2006. So I don't know. But yeah. it, it will we'll find out pretty soon. Yeah, June 12th. So hopefully that hopefully it's fire. We'll see what's up with Spike Lee. All right, next up Disney Plus is developing a national treasure TV series. Shuby, are you excited? Also Nick Cage got work. He is cast as Joe Exotic in the new TV series. I don't know if it's for CBS. I don't know if it's for it's for somebody. I, I the, C- the CBS one is the one that has uh Carol Baskin cast, um, what's her name? McKinnon. Oh, Kate McKinnon? Yeah, Kate McKinnon's Carol Baskin in the CBS one. And then the, the, the Nick Cage one is a different one. 
Oh, so which, and, which... so I, I'm I'm really confused about it all. <laughs> so he's he's gonna play Joe Exotic in a scripted series from American Vandal showrunner. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh no, but it's it's for uh, CBS. Okay, well, and it's flipped then. Then McKinnon's playing on a different one then. Oh, so McKinnon's doing like her own thing? I, I mean, I don't think it's her thing. But I'm <laughs> saying that someone else's thing is going on, and she's on the only one that's been talking about. Damn, am cast. I going to have to get the CBS streaming service to watch this? Or is this going to be on so, cable? Yeah. Damn, they should. They would be smart if they put it on their streaming service because I kind of want to watch that. Nick Cage is Joe Exotic by the American Vandal screenwriter. I wish this was on Netflix. Right, CBS. So, yeah, that, yeah that's that sounds crazy. pretty awesome. I don't think he'll be attached with this National Treasure TV series. No. I think it's going to be some lame Disney Plus thing. Some new. Well, hey, Disney Plus could do it. Fire. Give us a new person. Give us a new story. Yeah, you could bring. You, how, could, you could bring in the, the sidekick. So, well, I mean, even so, like the story is so central to the Gates family. It's just like, what are you going to? It's going to be his kid, like. You know, it'd be adventurous if they would, but they would never make it like super sci-fi, bring it super in the future. And like do some, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, Cause you're going to, they're probably going to do his kid. Yeah. And I mean, they could make it more like Indiana Jones. They could, they could, they could definitely do that. Or Look, like man, Johnny quest. Who knows, man, who knows what this now? I'm more excited about the Joe exotic. Thing Whatever happened to a Johnny series. quest movie though, by the way, that yeah. never came to fruition. Johnny quest was too racy. <laughs> like a lot of these things. Like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Johnny Quest were too racy for 2020, bro. Like they they hit on stereo. Like I didn't even know what I was watching back in the gap. They hit on so many just stereotypes about Asian Asian people. I and mean, it was just wasn't cool. And when I say Asian, I mean the content. So yeah, don't come at me, you fucks. But yeah, man. Super excited for the uh Nick Cage uh CBS Joe Exotic series. Not not too excited about the National Treasure series, but we'll see. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt are reteaming for the superhero movie Ball and Chain following their collaboration on Jungle Cruise. Damn, should John Krasinski be worried? No, I'm just joking. I'm just, that's just jokes. That's just jokes. I don't know those people. Those are just jokes. The project is being shipped uh, among the following studios, including Netflix, but no distributing deal has been enclosed. Ball and Chain is being written by Oscar nominee Emily Gordon in an adaptation of the 90s comic by the same name by Scott Lobdale. Ooh. It follows a married couple going through a relationship turmoil who also have superpowers, but they only work properly when they're together. This sounds a lot like Hancock, man. It kind of sounds like, to me, Incredibles 2. Do you think they're going to have kids? Because if they don't have kids, it sounds like Hancock. Because you remember Charlize Theron's, like, Will Smith's powers. Well, no, it was when they came in contact with each other, they were out of whack. So this is the opposite. Well, I'm they saying, like, together. I feel like it's going to be, like, a marriage story with superpowers. Uh, okay. Okay. Damn. that'd be That's kind of fire. All right, cool. Yeah, it's the reverse of Hancock. I'm I'm not hating on that. That sounds That sounds lit. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Good for the rock. Good for Emily Brown. Right. Good for that family. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see <laughs> how, another joke. <laughs> we'll see how Jungle Cruise goes, and that's their first time together, and see how the chemistry plays off, and then they'll be going into a marriage story superhero version. Cool, cool, cool. What we got next. Um, up? M Night Shyamalan has rounded out the cast for his next movie: Eliza Scanlon, Thomason McKenzie, Aaron Pierre, Alex Wolf, and Vicky Crepes are in negotiations to star in the Top Secret Project, where M. Night Shyamalan will, of course, write and produce and direct. 
All right, cool. I, I look, I'm a big Alex Wolf fan, so that's the only actor actress name I know that was said. So you know, who knows Looks about like- Shyamalan movies because they're all hidden in secrecy. So who knows? But I like Alex. Well, I mean, like, how do you feel about M Night Shyamalan movies? I like some of them, but then he has the worst movie of all time, arguably with The Last Airbender. Facts. Yeah, I, I mean, like some I, of them. most recently he did Glass and Split. Like those. Um, he did The Visit. Did you ever see The Visit? Um, no, I don't think I've seen The Visit. Not too bad of a horror movie. But he produced that. I don't know if he directed it. No, he directed it. Oh, oh, I'm looking at the stuff right now. He didn't direct After Earth. Good, because that shit was trash. Oh, no, he did direct After Earth. Oof. Yeah, he had After Earth and Last Airbender. And then he has, like, you know, The Sixth Sense and Signs and Unbreakable. Fire. And Lady in the Water is good, apparently. I haven't seen it. The Village, uh, The Happening, which is Mm -hmm. a hit or miss. Happening is not... Yeah, he has some So, like, The Happening Airbender... And afterworth is like, Ugh. and then the visits like, eh. and then splits great, and then glasses okay. Eh, yeah, glasses all right. So yeah, know, man. Who knows? Yeah, night Shyamalan. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how that goes. How that pans out. Um, and the last story is Extraction and Bright are both getting sequels at Netflix. Do you think these high-profile actors would return? Uh, Chris Hemsworth can't return because he's dead. Supposedly. No, bro. No, no. You, you saw the scene at the end, or did he, you just turn it off too too quickly? Wait, they had something after the credits. I don't think it was after the credits, but like the kid was in the pool, and the kid gets out of the pool, and you see like a man in the background, and it's like supposed to be Kim Chris Hemsworth. Huh? Oh, I must have turned yeah. it off too early. Then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Yo, Chris Hemsworth better not come back as Tyler Rake. Oh my gosh. I'd rather see Will Smith come back for Bright. I'd rather not see Will Smith either of- come back for Bright. I'd rather, like, if they're going to do Extraction 2, they got to do Extraction 2 with Chris Hemsworth. I mean, like, there's no point. Like, you you can't just do another movie out of that world. What are you going to do with the kid? No, not with the kid. Just bring another contractor. Or, yeah, it's, it's dumb. That movie should and- be made. Extraction 2 should not be made. And you know, shout out to our our buddy Chase who had a, the the bad Twitter take of saying that Extraction was a ten out of ten movie. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Go look on Twitter right now. <laughs> I hope he listens to this pod. Holy shit! Wait, what did he say? Extraction a ten out of ten movie? I'm sorry, we're yeah. interrupting the podcast to do this, but Extraction was horrible. But yeah, while you're looking that up, yeah, Bright getting a sequel, I could totally see happening. Like, I'm not, I'm not actually okay with Bright getting a sequel as long as it's not the same old deal with Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Like, I kind of want to see a different deal because you can go and <laughs> you can go into uh, different stories in that world. Holy shit! <laughs> Extraction is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the tweet, huh? You saw the receipt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm responding to it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Bright should definitely get a sequel. But Extraction should not. Like, no. bro, I swear to God, if I see another Extraction with Tyler Rake by the Russos, oh, my goodness. I will not. <laughs> you won't get me to click on that. Fuck no. Yeah. And I, I hate I better not see like, that in the top ten. <laughs> Like the one thing about the top 10 in Netflix is just realize that like people watch trash. Oh, they just promote that's just, that's their really shit. That's what I learned. 
yo, God, it's so bad. Like, what are y'all watching? But yeah, no, Bright, I, you make a good point seeing another adventure of Bright in that world, but are we going to get another detective? I want to see like, the crime. Oh, you want to see, like, the crime unit, like the mobs and shit? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be tight. I wouldn't hate on that. Give us a mob movie, but in Bright world. That'd be mm-hmm. tight. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm more down with Bright getting a sequel than Extraction. But yeah, I think, yeah, I guess you're right. Will Smith shouldn't come back. Nah. Get another high-powered actor and do something a little different. Word, what you got on Movie on the Rise this week? Uh, for movie on the rise, you know, I can only really talk about what I've been watching and on uh, the HBO show I've been watching is kind of like my catch up episode here and there is Avenue five, the Kulari comedy. Okay. Okay. With them on the yacht around Saturn and it breaks and they're going to be there. What was going to be like six month or actually I'm sorry, a six-week cruise is now like a three-year cruise okay, and with like a bunch of passengers and they're all freaking out. So there's all sorts of comedians on there. Okay, cool. I got I got a couple. Border Town Season 3, by the time you hear this, will be, is out. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Is that not racy? Border Town 3? Oh, yeah, that's very racy. But I mean, I, I laugh at it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I giggled. <laughs> Border Town 3. Well, no. Look, Border Town's not as racy. Well, it's racy on purpose. Those other movies were not trying to be racy on purpose. They were just trying to do a, a good job by those people, and they did not. <laughs> like, like, don't get me started on short round, bro. Like, what are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, come on. But uh, also, yeah, the Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, Kimmy versus the Red Run. They got, like, a little special. That's out as well. But all of the Back to the Future movies are out on Netflix. I watched literally all of them the day before Mother's Day. And then all the Indiana Joneses. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything. Because I got a full mm. list of, of everything that's out in May. I'm trying to see anything that's... The Jerry Seinfeld comedy special, 23 Hours to Kill. I'm probably going to watch that uh, before next episode. Because I'm, I got to give old Jerry Seinfeld a, a shot. Because I love Seinfeld. And I'm actually almost done with Seinfeld. Surely, surely. Oh, also for my f- reality cooking fans, uh, on May fourteenth, that is on Thursday. We eat, we feast, and we com- We just live on reality c- cooking competitions. Bobby Flay season eight and nine, Chop season thirty seven through thirty nine, three seasons. We got the new Great Food Truck season eight and season nine. Worst Cooks in America season fourteen. Uh, we got yeah, that's it. It's gonna be lit. I'm, I'm super excited. And Avatar the Airbender comes out the day after. Oh, okay. All right, lit. Cool. So, yeah, that's what we got out right now. Um, Shuba, do you want to talk Last Dance, Rick and Morty, and Solar Opposites before I give some of my worst moms and TV and movie and all that history, but not? Yeah, so uh, with Rick and Morty, that was kind of an interesting way to start the second half of the season. It was kind of, it, it didn't really set a tone. Yeah, it was just like some random episode. disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was more impressed with Solar Opposites. Yeah, because, you know, that's definitely a different sort of... Sick, it's it's pretty much the Family Guy sitcom of in the mind of Rick and Morty. Kind of so, yeah. It, it's, it, it gives you friend vibe, like these two friends just watching over these kids. And I love how they addressed at the end of the first episode that we're like, they're friends, not lovers. Or- <laughs> yeah, that, that was hilarious. <laughs> and just... The way they do comedy in the show is similar to Rick and Morty. Like, I don't think Kovar or Clovar, whatever the, the scientist of the group is, could beat Rick in a fight. But 
It shows like he's pretty strong in his own right. Like they do some pretty crazy scientific adventures. I like the kids in this. I'm not going to say more than Morty because I love Morty. And I love Rick and Morty even more so now that I really, really watch back. Because like I've seen Back to the Future a bunch of times. But watching all three at this age and like looking to see like how Doc Brown talks and just seeing like some of the, the comparisons in Rick and Morty is absolutely hilarious. But I just think what Solar Opposites did was a very smart way of just telling a different story that seems like it can be in your Rick and Morty universe if you ever want to do a crossover. I think the wall people storyline in Solar Opposites is absolutely hilarious. The little shrunken people who live in this apocalyptic earth on the two children's wall. Shit's hilarious. So yeah, I'm, I'm five episodes deep. I'll be done by next week, but I'm digging Solar Opposites a lot. It's definitely a, a nice new adult animated cartoon. Like I said, like for it being in the mind of the Rick and Morty people and then it kind of being it's this is the standard cartoon sitcom version of it where like Rick and Morty. I don't think you could compare Rick and Morty to like American Dad and Family Guy and stuff like that because it's not the same kind of show. But I feel like this is what you could compare that to. I agree. I agree 100 percent. It's just accepting the the format of the content. 100%. 100%. Let's, well, let's get into The Last Dance. What you got this week? What are some of your thoughts, episode seven and eight? I was definitely excited to see about the baseball stuff. I think a lot of people are blowing smoke up the up Michael's ass, though, about um, him being able to be a major league baseball player. Yeah, no, no way. No way he's like, going to be. All these people that were like, oh, yeah, you know, I think Michael would have sucked through. He would have made it to the major leagues. But like, yeah, to pity. He's never going to be Bo Jackson. <laughs> I'm trying to think who is like, I, I was thinking like, is the stuff they were saying about Michael and the, his dad be, is it like, were they doing go Were they going heavy? Were they going like, were they, was it being accurate? I was trying to judge if I bought it. I don't know if I bought it, but I, I think I, I bought it. Bought it in what way? Bought it is I don't believe the mafia. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, I think, like, maybe it's just the the times, but, like, what, that was in North Carolina, right? Yeah. I th- I thought it was more of, like, you know, what we're seeing with what happened in the news recently, more so than the mafia. Real, you know what I'm saying? See, let me tell, well, let me counter that with the mafia was in the Carolinas at that time period. If you watch McMillions, you know the mafia was in that area. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, well, CC, I don't know enough about what the mafia is. <laughs> they were there. Were at the moment. Because, like, if that's, if that's true, they were that's there. Like, bro. Go that watch McMillions. Go watch fucking McMillions. They were in the Carolinas doing their shit in the 90s. I'll send you the interview. If you really want to know, I'll send you the interviews I've watched with mafia people saying it's true. <laughs> So, like, I don't fucking know. Well, he shouldn't have pulled over to go to sleep, man. He should have not have been, like, if he was too tired, he should have stayed put somewhere. Yeah, he should have definitely. But um, what else I got about this? Oh, I love the, the uh, BJ Armstrong stuff. That was awesome. I love the, uh, about the young boy on his team that Michael was just getting in his Dude, ass. Michael punching, was just getting, getting in everybody's ass. Punching Steve Kerr in the face. Get your ass whooped, Steve Kerr. Stop calling fouls, you pussy. Excuse my language, but that's how they were talking in the dock. Got me in my basketball mode. Hell yeah. Get those dub sacks, Michael. Steve Kerr, you can't walk on this team, act like you won those three wings. You didn't win shit. 
Y'all I lost. thought a, a really interesting story of that was the Scotty Pippen quit on us story. Yo, wait, kind of like like that was, was a weird. I gotta story. call it spade a spade. I lost an interview because I talked shit about Scotty Pippen one time. Still, I'm gonna talk shit right now. It's the truth. Bro, I can't believe you quit on your team. That's crazy. That's nuts. Just because you weren't taking the last shot, that's selfish, bro. And then Kukoc makes that shot. And then how do you, yeah, like I was thinking the whole time, I wanted the cameras to show Scotty because, like, how do you react to, like, oh, you got out of the game to prove that they needed you? Which, I mean, they definitely needed you, but they made the shot. Like, you should have faith in your teammates. Like, well, I mean, the fact that Bill Cartwright cried is crazy. That they that they call that play because Kukoc could make the shot. It's like you know we're trying to win. You don't have faith you in don't your have coach. To take, you don't have to take the shot. You don't have faith in your teammates. That's crazy. Yeah, man, that that was a shocker because I've never. Yeah, the I Bill never Cartwright heard that story. Thing was crazy. Yeah, I never heard that story. That was very very interesting. I love the Gary Payton moment at the end of episode. Well, eight. it's because you never really think about the the years without Michael or that one yeah. season that was totally without Michael. True. True, true, true. Yeah. And you're you're close to the Michael baseball stuff being from Birmingham. Is that why you well, say yeah, you don't I mean, think he was ready to play double A? Oh, well, I mean, like, double A is fine. But, I mean, he was never ready to play for the White Sox. That's all I'm saying. That's how it was but her I, name. But, but I do think Terry Francona uh, got to where he was today because of Michael Jordan. Oh, real? Well, because, I mean, like... Wild. Terry Francona would have been given a lot of credit for like how Michael improved. Terry Francona would have had so much press because he was the manager and his name was a hot commodity by the time they were looking for coaches. I mean, he was a double A coach that boosted his way all the way up to being a world series head coach. I mean, like there's gotta be a, a little uh, springboard there. Yeah, true. I am mad at that. No, no, you're oh, right. I mean, no one should be mad at that. I mean, it's just thing. It's just part of the story, and I think that's like you know, part of the whole legacy of the deal. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's just such an interesting coincidence that a Hall of Fame manager was Michael Jordan's manager in Double A baseball. You know, I think that's just a really cool thing. That's where he started from. Yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. Anything else you got on this? Yeah, like I said, the the Armstrong story was great. Uh, I think. Um, I think Space Jam uh, oh, saved Michael change. Jordan's career. Yeah, and I was sh- I'm shocked that all those NBA players were like, "Yeah, we'll go play pickup game." Like he just, what are y'all do- y'all had him down and out? Like it was just time, and y'all just gave him ammo on you guys. That's crazy. But I heard I heard something that said that that started the basketball players to LA thing in the summer. Without Michael Jordan doing Space Jam, I don't know if we see the hub of LA being basketball in the summer for NBA players. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that I guess that was the start of, hey, we're all going to be buddies and play basketball. Even time. though Michael Jordan was not being buddies, like at all. No. Like at all. <laughs> Low-key, there were some of those guys coming to the Warner Brothers gym to see if they can get in the movie. That too, yeah. Because, you know, Reggie Miller, you know, he almost kind of looked like an alien, so he could have he could have definitely been in that movie. <laughs> I'm shocked that Muggsy Bowles was in it over Reggie, and I'm shocked Sh- 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 Sean Bradley was in it. That's fair. Like, you know, Patrick Ewing makes sense. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley makes sense. Larry Johnson makes sense. Larry Johnson makes sense. But them other two people don't make any sense. Yeah, like, where's Reggie Miller? Like, I, he was bet, like, Michael was best friends with Jawan Howard that summer. Chris Weber was there. Like, there's people that I would. Scotty. Scott, yeah, why wasn't Scotty in the movie? But that goes to the 
fact that we're probably going to learn in this movie that him and Scotty were on the outs. Mm. In movie, in the next couple episodes. Yeah, like, and I guess they're friends now, but apparently they got, they got on the outs. So Yeah, we're getting very close to catching up to 98. And and when the 98 sequence are about to get to that Easter Conference Finals against Regiment. Yeah, mm. so that'll be dope to watch uh, next week. Do you think at the... 10th episode, we're going to get a little bit beyond the 98. Do you think that they're going to talk about the Wizards or anything like that? Do you think it's just going to stick with the, just the Bulls stuff? I think it's just going to be the Bulls stuff. They should talk about the Wizards, but then that makes it more of a Michael Jordan documentary than The Last Dance. But I mean, it is though, at the end of the day. Like, they're talking from Michael's perspective. They might as well just do the Wizards stuff just to give closure to show what happened. More, I more so don't after. really care about hearing about Michael's time with the Wizards more than I want to hear about his opinions of players he played with during that time, like Kobe, AI, stuff like that. Like, how did he feel? Yeah, how did he feel about that new era? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'd be tight. Look, I, I think we're going to get it no matter what, like the post-Bulls. I think we're going to get Scotty's perspective in Houston, Steve Kirby and a coach. I'm shocked they didn't throw more shade at Golden State with the, but they threw enough by saying like they made sure the model was known of the 72 win team was like, we don't care about the best record. We got to win one more. And every, the timeline was just erupting with like, damn, Warriors, all y'all had was one more game to win. Y'all was clowning. But if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended, they win. Well, I truly believe yeah. that. The Warriors lose two finals in just like the worst ways. Like, a suspension keeping someone out and then having everyone get hurt. But the Cavs had to go through that too. True. True, 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 true. So it's only like payback for that. But I mean, like, you know, I guess since this is kind of the bleed in sports, I do think that if the Warriors going down this year is just an, another step to the evolution process because, like, it's a completely new group now. And, and, the, and, and look, the, lot, the Bulls with a good went through lottery. Pick. Yeah. And if Giannis goes, like, some people are thinking, all right let me give some of my worst moms in tv movie and i'll give some best moms low-key the wire the mom from the wire the barksdale's mom uh um what's his name it starts with a d uh i think it's deandre or something uh something like that but it's the cousin of d'angelo oh no it's d'angelo barksdale yeah it's his mom and she is just the worst. She is not good. I also think that uh, the other mom from The Wire, I'm looking up her name right now, but she's not good. She's the she's the daughter. She's the oh yeah, Delonda Bryce. She's the mom of uh Naaman. And but also I don't uh, Naaman's mom's all right, but she's pushing him for pushing him to do the drug life. But I think more so the mom that sucks is fucking my guy uh Mac Wallace's mom. She absolutely sucks. Tony Soprano's mom is a piece of work. She's horrible as well. Also, if we're just getting into horrible, horrible moms, uh, Bonnie Kelly, the Riddles mom, and then Max's mom on e- It's Always Sunny. All three of those oh, moms yeah. suck. Like Bonnie Kelly sleeping with Frank. Max mom's fucking just doesn't care about him. And then the Riddles mom is just a self-centered asshole. Yeah, no, all very true. Um, I mean, you got I got any really... worse moms? Because I know I put you on the spot. Uh, Con- uh, Costanza's mom, George Costanza's mom sucks. Nathan Scott's yeah. mom sucks. She's a. Druggie. I mean, like <laughs> the only thing I can think of right now is because like 
my girlfriend's been having me watch a lot of the Gilmore girls. I think like the main mom in that show, Lorelai Gilmore is like the worst per- human. <laughs> and it's just like so annoying. Like that's the only reason the show's annoying is because that lady is she's, acting in that She's like show. Dan Scott, but no man, Nathan Scott's mom went to Nathan Scott's class and was like, you got my pills? And Nathan was like, no mom. And she was like, she was like, you got my pills. <laughs> he was like, no, mom. <laughs> he was like, look, mom, I got these fucking pills. You need to leave. You can either take the pills or choose me. And she chose the pills in front of his whole class. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Such a shitty Damn. mom. Fucking Brooke Davis's mom sucks. Um, I'm trying to think. All the, all the like, uh, do you think Cartman's mom sucks? No. Because I was about to say, all the, all, all the animated moms are pretty I think Kyle's good. mom's a, <laughs> a bitch. You can say she's a bitch. It's okay. <laughs> we were we a little racy on this spot. Kyle's <laughs> <laughs> mom's a bitch. Okay. I'm trying to think of any other worst moms before I get to the best. Or I'll get to some of the worst in movies. Carrie's mom sucks. <laughs> Who? Carrie. From Carrie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, her mom sucks. Kate McAllister from Home Alone sucks. Oh yeah, terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, Stifler's mom trash. She slept with Stifler's friend. Charlie's mom and Mighty Ducks. Is she not a good mom? Coach. Well, I guess yeah. she. I guess she's a good mom because she gets her son the to the, the, the shot to win the game or the penalty shot because she's sleeping with the coach. How do you feel about Marty McFly's mom? Is I she mean, a bad mom? N- no. Yeah, I don't think she's a bad mom. She's a bad mom in the first part of Marty in the, in, in before Marty changes the future. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's a bad mom. I think it's weird that he kissed his mom. Yeah, and she wants to bang him. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't so. know that was her child. So, like, you know. But all right, let's get to some of the best TV moms. Uh fucking Aunt Viv. And I'm talking dark skin Aunt Viv because light skin Aunt Viv didn't do shit. <laughs> Linda Belcher, great mom. Uh, Claire Huxtable, great mom. Uh, Lois Griffin, I think Lois is a good mom. She's not bad. No. You think Lois Those is a kids bad are mom? All fucked up. <laughs> well, uh, Stewie hates her. <laughs> but then Stewie Chris, loves her eventually. And then you know Meg hates everybody. They all hate Meg. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, who's a better mom, Lois Griffin or... Um, oh, you know who's a bad mom, real quick, uh, that I just remembered? The Malcolm and the Middle mom. Oh, yeah, she's not oh, a good God. mom. Yeah, she kind of sucks. Who's a better mom, Lois Griffin or... Uh, what's Steve Smith's mom's name? Oh, God. Exactly. What's Steve Smith's mom's name? I'm looking at her, the blonde hair. Oh, God. I know Haley. I know Steve Smith. I know Stan Smith. What's Rogers? Like, oh, I know, I know all the. Also, did you see the weekend on uh? Was that the most recent episode? Yeah, mm. that was pretty fire. He sang a song about him being a virgin. Francine Smith. Who do you think is a better mom, Francine or Lois? Francine's a pretty dumb it's mom. Probably Francine. <laughs> but she doesn't do too much bad shit. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other good TV moms. Um, Carol Brady, June Cleaver, Carol Brady. Kitty Foreman. Um, Nathan Scott's mom, or not Nathan Scott's mom, uh, what are the other Scott's mom? Oh, Lucas Scott's mom, Lucas yeah. Scott's mom. Lucas Scott's mom is a pretty good mom. She's not bad, even though she blames <clears throat> Lucas for a lot of deaths that happened in the show, but and she puts a lot of complexes on him, but I digress. She was just going through things. <laughs> she, she's just going, going through, through some things. shit. She's going through some shit. 
uh, is Lauren Grant is uh, Laura Lee Gilmore a good mom? No, that's what I said. Like that's the, that's what I said it was terrible. When so someone's on some list, say good. Yeah, someone. So I'm looking oh, at like give me a freaking break. <laughs> She's the most immature person there is. Her her mom in the show is actually better, and she does and she like is painted as the villain. I like the blackish mom. All right, Meredith Gray's not a bad mom. Meredith Gray. Meredith Gray with a little black no. kids, a little adopted black kids. <laughs> she not a good mama. No. Damn. All right, some of the best movie moms. Um, hmm, Shmi Skywalker. Who? Shmi Skywalker. Shmi? <laughs> I thought you were about to say Padme. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Shmi Skywalker. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know any good movie moms. Y'all let us know if y'all, because I'm not agreeing with any of this list. The only good movie mom, I guess I'd say, is fucking uh, Sandra Bullock and the Blind Side. I guess. And you yeah. even say that those. That was questionable. Damn, you don't think she was a good movie mom? I don't know. I mean, it, it all falls in line if, like, you you uh, you agree with the narrative that they were, like... Using him? Or that it was portrayed better than it was or whatever, you know? Damn, see, I didn't hear none of that. Okay, real. Um. Oh, Mama Incredible from The Incredible. She's a good mom. Yeah. She's a good mom. I'm trying to think any other movie moms. This is the one I knew. I knew I was ready for more TV than movie, and I don't agree with none of these. Uh, none of these. Uh, none of these things. So, oh, shout out to anime. Deku's mom's a good mom. <laughs> fat, fat mom. That's what everybody calls. That's what you want to do. That's what she's known oh, as. Damn. Did you not see her go from super skinny when Deku didn't complain about him not having powers, and then when he found out he couldn't have powers, she like. She was like, no, sorry, you can't live your dream. And then got super fat. <laughs> she ate the pain away. She was crying every night. But fat mom's Damn. a good mom, though. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Dude, so the one thing I saw on Twitter, and you know, I guess this doesn't really have too much to do with TV and movies right now, but is Demon Slayer done? Oh, what do you mean done? Or what are you uh, asking is, me? You said that you're out on Demon Slayer. Yeah, but that, that doesn't concern you. That's like, that's manga-wise. I'm out. I know, trash. that's what I'm saying. Shit is trash, bro. Don't even get me started. That's a that's a rant for another show. But gosh, I, I can't read it anymore. Get that shit out of here. Fucking Dunskies. But the anime is going to be good for like three more seasons or like one movie and two seasons or however they do it. We got the three, the, the arc that they're about to do and then the two arcs after that are pretty damn good. And then when they even when they do the pillar training, it's good. It's just right after that when they're about to fight the final villain, it just. Do you think this Cowboy Bebop thing's gonna happen? Yeah, they already they already confirmed season two. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know? Yeah, we talked about that on anime talk. Yeah, they already confirmed season two. Weird. And they're gonna they're making. This is what I don't agree with. They're going away from they're they're telling the source material, but they're expanding on it. In telling other stories, yeah, <laughs> they're expanding on the source material and telling some extra shit. Well, I mean, of course, there you would expect that they would do some extra stuff because there are like the whole episodes that don't have to do with Spike. Yeah, but I guess they're even veering even farther off of that, where they're just going to do a whole episodes that don't have to do with Spike or anyone in the cast. No, no, or they'll just do like full Einstein. Uh, Ayn might not get as many stories. I mean, not Ayn. Uh, Ed might not get as many stories. 
Uh, they might tell more of Faye's backstory. They might tell more of Jet. Like, and this is something I want. If they tell more Jet stories, I'm cool with that because I always thought Jet was underutilized in the anime. I wanted to know more about Jet. It was more about Faye and Spike and even Ed to a certain degree than Jet. Yeah. Jet kind of got the short end of the stick, so I like that. But I'm assuming they're, they're expanding more on Spike. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that'll be whatever. But, but uh, since we've been kind of dwelling in the anime world, tell everyone what's going on with Anime Talk and all the other shows on the network. Yeah, new Anime Talk will be out Thursday. New Bros Who Think will be out Thursday. Um, be sure to check out all the stuff from last week. Is But this week, new episodes dropping Thursday for Anime Talk as well as Bros Who Think. You can find me at LindyWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. And be sure to subscribe to Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Subscribe everywhere. And yeah, man, that's all I got really this week. Short, short right. week. Nothing really popping off in the world. Corona really, Corona hit heavy this week. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that is going to come to VOD, I guess we didn't mention that, but Capone, I think, is coming this week on VOD. Oh, with Tom Hardy? Yeah. Damn, that means it might not be that good. And Scoob. Is coming Friday on VOD. Oh, watch the hunt. Oh yeah, you did. I kind of liked it. That's yeah, it's not bad. I, me and my my girlfriend was like, "Damn, this is more political than I bargained for." Because my girlfriend turned it on because of uh, Emily Roberts. Emily Roberts wasn't yeah. even in the fucking movie. She's, yeah, <laughs> and then for like five seconds. That shit was hilarious. Then also, I think it's hilarious that Hillary Swank made a mistake at the end. And like, don't. That's the only reason why that girl was there to ruin their plans is because she made a mistake and got the wrong. Uh, yeah. Bitch. Also loved uh loved that fucking Dennis was just Dennis from <laughs> It's exactly. Always Sunny. Like that was I mean, I'm surprised that your girlfriend said that because I really didn't think it was as political as like advertised. Mm, not as advertised, but she I don't think she knew that. Okay, I mean, that's true. But it was still pretty it was still heavy-handed. Yeah. Especially I mean, with- it was also it was also definitely a fantasy. And definitely I mean, it was a spoof. like yeah, I mean, like, it was, I think people, when it was first coming out, it was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely just the the uh, the deep state coming out here saying, oh, yeah, we need to kill rednecks. <laughs> yeah, they were, <laughs> and it's like, they went, they went way overboard. <laughs> no, 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 it went, they went definitely way overboard. But I, yeah, I just want to throw that out. Yeah, I watched The Hunt, too. <laughs> I watched some other shit, probably. It's going to come to me eventually, but, yeah. But, yeah, so... I, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashubert14. Go and watch everything that's out right now. I mean, there's so many good things out on Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, all of it. I mean, just catch as much as you can in the time that you have staying home. And uh, definitely do stay home and stay safe. Yeah. So uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up here. I hope everyone out there does a good job staying healthy and not getting sick and not getting anyone else sick and watching movies. So have a, have a great week, everyone. And as always, keep binging. Where you at? What you want? Pour up, drink the mazel tov So I can talk Remember how we hit it off I hit it raw And you woke up and hit the blind Till you was gone Baby, I was just sleeping, dreaming Thinking we can do this every weekend Demons under my bed, yeah She been fiending for more of that being I can tell that she mean a poppin' pussy in my text, yeah Bobby, 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 wow, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby.
stalks me. She told me she like when I'm bossy. And I like a motor and raunchy. She a rider like snitch, so.